I had arrived at Stiles on the 5th of July. I come now to the events of the 16th and 17th of that month. For the convenience of the reader, I will recapitulate the incidents of those days in as exact a manner as possible. They were elicited subsequently at the trial by a process of long and tedious cross-examinations. I received a letter from Evelyn Howard a couple of days after her departure, telling me she was working as a nurse at the big hospital in Middlingham, a manufacturing town some fifteen miles away, and begging me to let her know if Mrs. Inglethorpe should show any wish to be reconciled. The only fly in the ointment of my peaceful days was Mrs. Cavendish's extraordinary and, for my part, unaccountable preference for the society of Dr. Bowerstein. What she saw in the man I cannot imagine, but she was always asking him up to the house and often went off for long expeditions with him. I must confess that I was quite unable to see his attraction. The 16th of July fell on a Monday. It was a day of turmoil. The famous bazaar had taken place on Saturday, and an entertainment in connection with the same charity at which Mrs. Inglethorpe was to recite a war poem was to be held that night. We were all busy during the morning arranging and decorating the hall in the village where it was to take place. We had a late luncheon and spent the afternoon resting in the garden. I noticed that John's manner was somewhat unusual. He seemed very excited and restless. After tea, Mrs. Inglethorpe went to lie down to rest before her efforts in the evening, and I challenged Mary Cavendish to a single at tennis. About a quarter to seven, Mrs. Inglethorpe called to us that we should be late, as supper was early that night. We had rather a scramble to get ready in time, and before the meal was over, the motor was waiting at the door. The entertainment was a great success, Mrs. Inglethorpe's recitation receiving tremendous applause. There were also some tableaux in which Cynthia took part. She did not return with us, having been asked to a supper party, and to remain the night with some friends who had been acting with her in the tableau. The following morning, Mrs. Inglethorpe stayed in bed to breakfast, as she was rather overtired. But she appeared in her briskest mood about twelve-thirty, and swept Lawrence and myself off to a luncheon party. Such a charming invitation from Mrs. Rolleston, Lady Tadminster's sister, you know. The Rollestons came over with the Conqueror, one of our oldest families. Mary had excused herself on the plea of an engagement with Dr. Bowerstein. We had a pleasant luncheon, and as we drove away, Lawrence suggested that we should return by Tadminster, which was barely a mile out of our way, and pay a visit to Cynthia in her dispensary. Mrs. Inglethorpe replied that this was an excellent idea, but as she had several letters to write, she would drop us there, and we could come back with Cynthia in the pony trap. We were detained under suspicion by the hospital porter until Cynthia appeared to vouch for us, looking very cool and sweet in her long white overall. She took us up to her sanctum and introduced us to her fellow dispenser, a rather awe-inspiring individual whom Cynthia cheerily addressed as Nibs. "'What a lot of bottles!' I exclaimed, as my eye travelled round the small room. "'Do you really know what's in them all?' "'Say something original,' groaned Cynthia. "'Every single person who comes up here says that.' We are really thinking of bestowing a prize on the first individual who does not say, What a lot of bottles! And I know the next thing you're going to say is, How many people have you poisoned? I pleaded guilty with a laugh. 
If you people only knew how fatally easy it is to poison someone by mistake, you wouldn't joke about it. Come on, let's have tea. We've got all sorts of secret stores in that cupboard. No, Lawrence, that's the poison cupboard. The big cupboard, that's right. We had a very cheery tea and assisted Cynthia to wash up afterwards. We had just put away the last teaspoon when a knock came at the door. The countenances of Cynthia and Nibs were suddenly petrified into a stern and forbidding expression. Come in, said Cynthia, in a sharp, professional tone. A young and rather scared-looking nurse appeared with a bottle, which she proffered to Nibs, who waved her towards Cynthia with a somewhat enigmatical remark. I'm not really here today. Cynthia took the bottle and examined it with the severity of a judge. Fish.